Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be going over big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts for week 15 of the fantasy season. It is playoff time at last. We are here, week 15, which is for most leagues, the first week of the fantasy playoffs. So we got big questions, starter sit, booms and busts on today's show to get you prepared for that. Good luck to everyone in their playoff matchups this week. Undoubtedly, some big things going on. Hopefully you got a buy. Hopefully you're like me in my main league. I have a buy. I'm the number one overall seed in a 16 playoff. And so I will be headed to the semifinals. So it's nice to just set a lineup, see how I can do, but a bit low pressure. And so, yeah, hopefully you got a buy. If not, hopefully you're still fighting in the playoffs. And this show is for you. We got a week 15 preview with big questions. Start a sit and booms and busts. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. I also have one piece of news to talk about before that. I'll give a quick update on my redraft league as well, I figure, because why not? That should be fun. And yeah, it is fantasy playoff time. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF. You're always looking for more fantasy content. You can follow me there at SGF pod for the podcast at SG sports talk for the YouTube show. Go check out second goal sports talk on YouTube. Didn't end up doing a show this week. I'm still trying to decide. We're still, um, I don't know, working out some things. I mean, it's not like I haven't really decided whether I'm going to continue doing the YouTube show. It hasn't. I mean, it seems to not attract the most listeners if I'm being completely honest, but uh, I think that may not or may not be something I'm continuing. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm also planning on doing future NFL broadcasts weekly. So I don't really know how that will work. It's sort of in flux right now, but that might show might go on hiatus for a bit or may not uh, be doing that in the future, but it's, I mean, it's been fun. It's just, you know, might need a, I've been busy. I need to cut back on some things potentially. And that might be unfortunately one of them. I mean, if you want me to keep the show, I will consider keeping it, but just let me know what you think. That show in particular did not seem to drive nearly as many uh, listeners as this show does. And it really didn't have much of a viewing. So I felt that could be something that could have been cut back. So yeah. Uh, but I mean, you can go subscribe to second goal sports talk on YouTube. If I get a big jump in subscribers, that'll be my message to keep the show. So go over there now more, it's more urgent than ever. So yeah, we got news, big questions, starter sip, booms and busts on today's show. I'm ready to go today in a good mood for episode 115. So let's get started. Uh, I guess actually first I'll give a league update. So in my main redraft league, we already, I guess, I guess if you consider my main redraft league, the Scott Fishbowl, then I am eliminated from that. I went seven and six, got eliminated by like four points. I already talked about that. That was so, so, so close to advancing to the playoffs in the Scott Fishbowl, but not quite. Um, but I still did pretty well. Number 947 out of 1,920 after the regular season. So I was above average. Uh, so let's talk, though, my main redraft league. I am 12-2, and two, guys. Three games ahead of everyone else. And my team is coasting into the bye. I'm dealing with a lot of injuries right now, though. I have A.J. Brown. He's hurt. Um, Calvin Ridley right now. Uh, I picked him up. He has still been out, obviously, with his mental health stuff. I've been dealing with Sterling Shepard sitting. Uh, I lost... Uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks has been dealing with injuries. Elijah Moore, I just lost, who went on IR. Jonathan Taylor was on bye last week. I was still able to get the win. Uh, That game didn't really matter anyway, but I'm ready to go. So for my bye week, my lineup is Ryan Tannehill, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder, Mark Andrews, Devontae Williams, 49ers defense, and Matt Gay. On my bench is A.J. Brown, Sterling Shepard, Carson Wentz, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Freeman, Chiefs defense, and Russell Gage. That is a pretty darn stacked team. If I do say so myself, and again, I had Elijah Moore too. I just lost him recently to IR, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping AJ Brown comes back. It's like, 
I don't really know. It's looking like he, I might get him for one or maybe two weeks. Uh, week 16 against San Francisco, maybe. I could really use him back. If he could get back next week, come back for the fantasy semis and the championship, my team would be absolutely loaded. And I'm getting that Javante Williams breakout that I've been hoping for all season. So that's really nice. Uh, probably could use some more wide receiver depth, but... Um, yeah, and I picked up two defenses because I'm defense strategizing in the playoffs. I picked them up ahead of time. I've got great matchups for all of these next three weeks. So that's the way to go. Just go steal some defenses from your opponents in future weeks. So yeah, that's my team right now. I'm on by, there are some really, really loaded teams in this league though. Um, I don't know if he's listening to this, but I'll tell you the team that I'm most afraid of. Uh, he's Aaron Rodgers, Najee Harris, James Robinson, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, Rob Gronkowski, Tyler Lockett. That he's also got Josh Jacobs, Cordero Patterson, and Odell, and Dawson Knox. That is a scary, scary team. So many just players that you can be start based on matchups. Um, maybe other teams I'm worried about. Uh, the one there's another one with uh, Kirk Cousins, Zeke, James Connor, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Noah Fant, Joe Mixon. Also with um, J.D. McKissick, just lost D Hop, so that actually hurts a lot. Um, so I'm not as afraid of that team anymore. But I mean, even so, that is a loaded, loaded starting lineup. And then we got one more. I'm kind of just reading the top four seeds, but I'm actually like these three teams, I feel like will be my primary challenges for championship. Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, uh, Cole Komet slash actually TJ Hawkinson would be his starter if he wasn't hurt. And then Mike Williams and Miles Gaskin as flexes. Those three teams are scary. They can make some noise in the playoffs. I feel like I can easily handle any other team that I face. Uh, no offense to them. They are good, but I mean the other two teams in the playoffs, but I think those are the four main title contenders. I would say I'm the favorite right now. I feel like with Jonathan Taylor, that edge is just too huge to have the fantasy RB one on my team, but it's, it's going to be tough. It'll be a tough road to a championship, but I'm hoping for one because in this league, I have placed top five, all three years of its existence. And I have won one championship. So I want two championships in four years. I have not had a championship since the inaugural year and looking for another one. So that's about it with that. Let's just hop into some news, and I guess I already kind of teased it uh, earlier, but let's discuss it briefly. So just one piece of news to talk about today. DeAndre Hopkins is out for the remainder of the regular season with a sprained knee. He could return for the playoffs, but he's being shut down for the rest of the regular season. This hurts. This hurts Kyler Murray's value. Kyler Murray's still a fantasy start, but he's not as explosive as before. Obviously, you got to go pick up A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, if they're sitting on your waiver wires. I feel like A.J. Green jumps into a spot where you could potentially be week-to-week streaming him, and we'll actually be talking about him in just a bit and start or sit. But um, Rondale Moore, obviously, we know his explosive playmaking ability. Kyler Murray will be looking to him a lot more. This is a boost for all three of the wide receivers, but a huge blow for the Cardinals offense. So prayers up to him. Hopefully, he comes back for the playoffs. Uh, that's about it for news. Let's hop into big questions. Number one, big question for today is Devonte Freeman an every week starter in fantasy football now. And I will say, I mean, no, he's not an every week starter. There are still guys you can start over him. Like for in example, in my league, I'm still flexing Javante Williams over Devonte Freeman, but Devonte Freeman has been getting as consistent of a workload as you could possibly want. Let's look at his touch count over the last few games, 18 touches, 19 touches, 17 touches, 22 touches, 13 touches, 15 touches, and just the epitome of consistency. 
uh, three or more games with 15.3 plus half PPR fantasy points, none below 6.5. He has not been the most efficient, but with Lamar Jackson helping him in this offense, he is always going to be good. Even when Lamar Jackson went out, he actually was ended up being okay in this game against Cleveland, and Lamar will probably be back this week against the Packers. At least it's based on the latest report. So Freeman, yeah, you can start him any week in fantasy, and that's fine. I'm not saying he's an every week starter, but I mean, any given week, you should be able to start Devontae Freeman, I would say, is my take on that. What should we make of Terry McLaurin's disappointing stretch? Yeah, Terry McLaurin hasn't really been great. He doesn't just, seems like him and Taylor Heineke just don't have quite the connection. I mean, Taylor Heineke has been moving the ball at times for this Washington offense, but Terry McLaurin has now had three straight games of bad production, and he was held without a catch against Dallas. He went out due due to a concussion in this one. I think Terry McLaurin is yeah he's been disappointing this year and I think that's going to continue we expected Ryan Fitzpatrick in this offense who is going to push the ball downfield a lot more and that didn't happen and Terry McLaurin has suffered from sometimes inconsistent quarterback play so I think you should still start him I think he's a risky start but he can definitely stay in your lineups he's a talented player and he'll find a way this team knows they need to get him loose Uh, these these last three games have not been it for Terry McLaurin and um, they got to get some downfield action he is such a good player so underrated one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league in my opinion last question what should you do with the Jets backfield with Michael Carter coming off of his injury Michael Carter playing and the Jets playing the Dolphins this week and it's interesting I think you can start Michael Carter, but it's pretty risky. Against Miami, who's seventh against fantasy RBs, with Zach Wilson leading this offense, we know how inconsistent that's been. Uh, and Michael Carter has, I, although Michael Carter has been quite good when he's been on the field, and that's why you want to start him, because you've seen Michael Carter get passing work. You've seen him get it consistently on the ground. With Ty Johnson, with Tevin Coleman, we just don't really know. I think you can start Michael Carter. I'm just a little bit worried about the risk coming off of the injury. He is likely to come back this week, but yeah, I actually do think he starts and he gets back into the main starting role um, pretty immediately. So let's move on to start or sit. Three guys here. Number one, like I talked about, A.J. Green versus the Lions. Yes, guys, I am starting A.J. Green. He has been pretty inconsistent over the last few weeks. Over the start of the season, he was kind of getting a more consistent target share and sort of like being a little bit more reliable. And he still has that upside from before, but he has had like a couple of one-catch games as of late. So he, I mean, has struggled just a bit for sure. But I think I'm still starting A.J. Green. This matchup is too good to pass up. And um, yeah, I mean, he's not definitely not the same player he once was, and it may be tough for him as the wide receiver one in this offense uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. But A.J. Green is no longer the guy that you're doubling that I don't think teams are going to be too worried. And uh, yeah, but he had came off a good game, seven receptions for 102 yards last week against the Rams. I think he continues that momentum and gets a start for you. Noah Fant versus the Bengals. This one's atrocious. The Bengals have been getting torched by tight ends as of late. But what do you want? Do you want Noah Fant, who has been absolutely struggling as of late? It's just like all Broncos pass catchers. Noah Fant hasn't had a touchdown since week six. He's coming off back to back to back to back to back to back mediocre games. And uh, yeah, it's been tough, but I think he can start him against this soft Bengals defense. If I'm saying, I think Noah Fant gets into a top 12 tight end. We know how easy that is to do. And yes, I do think so. I think there are better options that you could potentially find, but waiver wires are so thin. So yeah, if you need a guy, I mean, he's not the worst option against this Cincinnati defense. Cincinnati 21st against tight ends. Um, They have been pretty good. Actually, I mean, they've been 
pretty good as a secondary, getting better, but they just got torched by George Kittle. They got beat by Pratt Fryermuth, Darren Waller, um, Austin Hooper a little bit. Those are guys that have been uh, beating them in recent weeks at the tight end position. They have been allowing a lot of points to that position as of late. So I think Noah Fant can start for you this week. Finally, Rashad Bateman versus the Packers. I'm going to sit Rashad Bateman this week, even though Lamar Jackson's coming back, even though he's coming off a great game. He's just been too inconsistent. The Packers aren't necessarily a defense that's very good, but in, especially in the secondary, they're pretty average against fantasy receivers. Rashad Bateman before his seven-catch, 103-yard game against Cleveland. No catches, four catches, three catches in the previous three games. He's been getting somewhat of a target share, but I just can't trust it. He hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, and you have to wonder. Sometimes that's how it is with players. I think some touchdown positive regression is coming for him, but sometimes he's, there's these guys, these like short to intermediate route runners, I mean, he has big playability. He may hit on some, but he's not like a red zone target. He's not a Mike Evans that you throw to in the red zone. He's not going to get as many touchdowns. So I think you have to sit him this week. I mean, he's fine as a risky play, but my advice officially will be sit. Let's move on to booms and busts before we wrap this one up. Going bold, going gutsy, trying to win you your league with my booms this week. Uh, number one is Jamison Crowder versus the Miami Dolphins. I think Jamison Crowder takes over the Elijah Moore role. We saw Jamison Crowder a lot last year with the Jets, putting up borderline wide receiver one numbers in an offense that was led by Adam Gase and was frankly, I mean, it was quite terrible. And it is again this year, but Jamison Crowder coming off a three reception for 19 yard game against New Orleans on six targets. That's not that great. We've seen this guy's talent. And when he gets used to being the wide receiver one in the offense again, without being challenged by the upstart rookie, he will be good against Miami D defense that is bottom five against fantasy receivers he will find space find creases find soft spots and he is a very very good route runner and keep in mind this Miami defense got torched by the Jets wide receivers in week 11 surprisingly enough and Zach Wilson had a better game or actually no I think I believe it was did did Joe Flacco start that week or was it I don't even remember I, I remember the Jets did well that week but it was uh Oh, it was Joe Flacco who had 291 yards and two touchdowns. So forget what I said about Zach Wilson, but I mean, yeah, I guess you can, I I think you can start Jamison Crowder. I think this Miami defense is uh, pretty vulnerable and you can, I think he's going to be a good boom this week. That is my pick. I'm calling my shot. He is a good player. People forget how good Jamison Crowder was, especially in PPR last year. Devontae Smith versus the Washington football team. Again, another risky one, but we are going risky this week. I'm not going to just pick your studs and say they're going to boom, trying to help you here. And Devontae Smith, I think, can be a big, big play here against the Washington football team that is bottom three against fantasy receivers. Devontae Smith has struggled over the last few weeks, two catches over these last two games. Coming off a bye, though, against this Washington defense, I think he'll be good. Uh, Devontae Smith has shown the ability in weeks nine and 10. He had huge weeks week 11. He was all right against new Orleans, just these past couple games that he struggled a bit, but he has shown that big playability, excellent route running, not the most physical guy in his sort of frame, but he will take advantage of this Washington defense. And let's look at these game logs for Washington week 14 against Dallas. They kind of got beat by all three of Dallas's receivers, Amari Cooper, CD lamb, Michael Gallup. I liked Amari Cooper in this game for the same reason. And that's the fact that just Washington seems to, you often see a lot of miscommunication communications with that defense and they play to maybe prevent the big play but I mean that's you'll let those guys get catches underneath and that's what happened in week 13 as well with Hunter Renfro uh, against Seattle they actually did a pretty good job of locking down their receivers but uh, I mean as of late uh, the, those last couple of weeks they got uh, beat a bit by Tampa Bay a few weeks ago Green Bay Kansas City New Orleans those were earlier in the year and this defense has certainly tightened up since then but we also saw like Hunter Renfro go over 100 yards a couple of weeks ago all three of the Dallas receivers last week this football team 
is more of a bend don't break defense, but that will still be fine for fantasy points for Devontae Smith. And I think he's going to be good this week. He is such a great player. I just love him more and more as we were heading into the season. I thought he was so underrated in the uh, fantasy drafts. So yeah, he's going to boom this week. Michael Pittman versus the Patriots is going to bust. I mean, Michael Pittman has had a really, really good breakout season. That was one of Chris's best picks on the show, picking that Michael Pittman would be a top 30 fantasy receiver, and he has done that and more. But I think you got to sit Michael Pittman this week against a New England defense that is fourth against fantasy receivers. Michael Pittman, 18 targets over his last two weeks. But let's look at how many points the Colts have scored in these weeks. Scored 31 against Houston, 31 against the Bucs, 41 against the Bills. Those were his last three games. Those were the games where he received a combined 23 targets. And yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman didn't actually put up the most numbers in those. I think when the Colts spread the ball around, give the ball to Jonathan Taylor a lot, it doesn't necessarily give option a lot of points for their wide receivers. And I mean, they've been scoring points as of late, but this New England, I, we know Bill Belichick's going to try to slow this game down. We just saw him run it 46 times in the snow against the Bills. He's going to keep the Colts offense off the field as long as he can. And that'll mean we're not getting 31 points from them. I can basically guarantee that for a fact. And so Michael Pittman will be a bust this week. He's a great player but he's not going to be good. Uh, then Robbie Anderson versus the Bills. Guys, let's not get carried away here. Robbie Anderson's performance last week was a fluke. And although he has been getting more targets as of late, he got 12 targets last week, then four, six, and six for the previous few games. He is facing a top-ranked Buffalo passing defense, and I just don't see it. There are like, what, three different quarterbacks in Carolina right now, Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold. They could all play. I'm not trusting with Matt, Matt Rule's. I mean, I like almost the multi-quarterback system that he uses. I think it's a creative way to hide the fact that none of those players have any talent which I mean, I'm sorry is harsh, but it's true. And I think it's kind of funny. I, I mean, I feel like it's something more coaches maybe do, but it doesn't really let the wide receivers necessarily get in sync. And Robbie Anderson went off last week, but it was against a terrible Atlanta defense. Uh, now he gets Buffalo and he has struggled all year long. I'm trusting the game log throughout the year and not last week. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Go email me secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com for questions for the show follow at sg sports talk we'll keep you posted on the status of the youtube show and whether that's continuing it might i haven't really decided still think kind of thinking through that uh thanks for listening everyone i'll see you next time